We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. On Wednesday, Illinois released a statement that Illini star Terrence Shannon Jr. has been suspended from all team activities after being charged with rape. The alleged incident occurred in early September while Shannon was in Lawrence, Kansas, for the Illinois-Kansas football game. Shannon traveled to Lawrence on Wednesday and presented himself to authorities. He posted bail and returned to Champaign. The Division of Intercollegiate Athletics and campus officials had been aware of the Lawrence police investigation since late September, but they hadn't received any actionable information until Wednesday. Shannon's arrest triggered the student-athlete misconduct policy, which resulted in Shannon being suspended from all-team activities. Terrence Shannon's attorney, Mark P. Sutter, says the Illini star is innocent of rape charges in a statement. Quote, since September... When these allegations surfaced, Terrence has cooperated with law enforcement throughout the investigation, declaring his innocence from the beginning. Several months later, my office learned that formal charges were filed against him yesterday in Lawrence, Kansas. In less than 24 hours, my client responded and he voluntarily surrendered to local authorities for processing and release. Terrence is innocent of these charges and he intends to take his case to trial. Robbie and I recorded this podcast, which featured a conversation about midseason All-Americans just prior to the news of the rape charges and Shannon's subsequent suspension. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I've known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. We're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, welcome in another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel, and uh, happy holidays, first of all, to everybody. Um, the biggest surprise, the biggest present I got this this holiday season was uh, Rob. You calling me yesterday and being like, "When are we doing the podcast this week?" Yeah, you know, I, usually I, you're ducking me. Yeah, usually I it's my, me. I got to earn my keep around here. It's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. You must. I was in the holiday oh. spirit. That's. No, I think spirit for a podcast. You miss me. That's what it is. You miss me. You can admit it. You can admit it. You actually like doing this podcast with me. Sometimes, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, I we need to talk though. I sent you a, a screenshot of our drafted teams. Yeah, yeah. And it is very apparent that your team is terrible. Not <laughs> that terrible. is very apparent. They're not terrible, but you have the heavy hitters. You you definitely hit it with your first 
three or four picks uh, where I have a bunch of really good players. I missed on Tyrese Proctor. That was the big one. Proctor was your second pick in the draft, yes. You took Kolick one spot ahead of Proctor, I think was the problem, right? You no, started. I took, I took Edie. You took Dickinson. Yeah. I took Kolick. Right. You took Proctor. Yeah. I took Kyle Filipowski. You took Justin Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Those That's were tough. Yes. And I, you didn't know on him because he was coming back from an Achilles. I took Donovan Klingon, who has been hurt. Yeah. Um, you took Reese Beekman. I took Trey Alexander. You took Max Acemus at five. Yeah. That might have been a little, a little early high. for me. A little high. I took Terrence Shannon, much to the dismay yes. of Rob Doster at six, saying that I picked him 12 slots too high. That was a, a really well thought out uh, thought. It's going to be interesting because we're going to go through our our midseason awards uh, right now, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see because a bunch of those names are on the list, and then there are a bunch that aren't. And, and you oh. always have it that way, right? We're going to go through our our first and second team All American teams, uh, Coach of the Year, Freshman of the Year, Transfer of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So we're going to go through kind of all our awards, uh, you know, if, if we can here. Um, let, let's – I mean, the easiest one, obviously, is is player of the year because it, it's funny. Going back. I can't believe that he's going to go wire to wire two years in a row. Like, basically, wire to wire last year from Portland for PK-85. Yeah. And nobody closed the gap enough. And this year, I, it, I think it's a little bit closer – than it was a year ago. I don't, but not I don't think it is. Not I, much. It's, I don't, I mean, who's close? Well, we'll go through it. I mean, we'll, we'll check on our, our first team All Americans and see if you think there's anybody close. You know, I don't think there's anybody like right now today that's close. Uh, but I think if somebody dominates in league play, one of our, our first team All Americans, it's not named Zach Eady, they could close the gap, right? If the team dominates too. That's got to be the key here. Is like I, I guess, but I who's been do- no one's been dominant, you know, other than Houston. But their their schedule is is about to really ramp up. So I don't I don't see that happening. His numbers are too his numbers are too dominant against the best teams. Right. I mean, right. you look at who, what he's done against high major competition. It's like twenty six and twelve. That's crazy. He's dominated the game. He fouls out everyone. He. I don't think there's anybody close, honestly. How, how much better – you've seen him a ton. How much better and where ha, has he improved from last well, year? I, I mean, he's he's been more – he's been, I think, more efficient this year if you look at his shooting percentage. I'd have to double-check that quickly to – But forget to... about the numbers. You no, 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 no I know. I, I think he's been better in pick and roll. I think he's done a much better job when – you know, Purdue is like late switch this season – where you know like they'll play their drop coverage but if if the guard gets picked off by the screen they'll just late switch and Edie will take the ball and the guard will kind of like veer off to the big and i've thought that zach Edie has done a really nice job of moving his feet and containing the dribble for the most part and when he has gotten beat he's still seven four and he still puts it on the glass you know he's still there to affect the shot so i i think he's been better in that regard the, it's been really impressive that there have been people who have played way better around him and his numbers have not been hit by that. Yeah. They're still better. You know, they're, they're still, he's still doing it at, at 
an equally as high, if not higher level than what he's done in the past. He's he's shooting 62% from the field. He's better in a lot of ways. I mean, his free throw attempts are way up. He's shooting 11 a game. He's I think he's just a better player in, in a lot of regards, honestly. Well, I think there, you know, one of the things to me, Rob, that I was worried about last year was, and I remember Zach saying this to me at PK85. He was like, listen, it's going to take time for for Braden Smith to understand how to play with somebody my size. And I think that's a big part of why he's getting the line more now, too. They're getting him the ball, honestly, deeper. They're getting him the ball where he needs it. He's not having to work so hard for some of those shots. The, the guys are comfortable. Like most well, of those I think also work. in pick and roll, he is a nightmare rolling. And now they have a guard who is playing pick and roll that's looking for his own shot, which is changing the way teams. Before it was like, all right, Braden Smith's coming off this pick and roll. We're in drop. We're really worried about Zach. He wants to spray it somewhere else. Now, if you're not up, he's going to just torch you in, in ball screens. So I, I think that that – I think a more aggressive Braden Smith has opened things up for, for Zach Eady as well. All right, so – Let's go through here. Our, our first team All-Americans uh, to, to get out of the gates here. And uh, give me your 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 biggest threat today to Zach Eady is who? Who is your who's your number two guy that you, you have to have as a first team All-American right now? I mean, uh, I think it's Kyle Filipowski. I mean, 17, 17 and 9, I think the way he's played. I think I don't, I don't have him on my first team. I don't have really? him on my first team. I don't. I, I mean, don't. he's played. He's been healthy. He's moved well. I I think he's the closest. I honestly, honestly, but I defensively, I mean, who would you he's say? okay. He's okay defensively. Some of the other guys that I have on my list are just better defender, better all around players. All so around. I would start to me, Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough would be to me the closest. Two former Texas Tech guys for me would be on there. And that's Shannon no, and I've, I've got them. I've got them both, too. And they roomed together. How about that? They were that roommates well. freshman year at, at Texas Tech. And they're both fifth-year guys, so they're older. Um, but both – here's where they both improved. I mean, they were both considered – McCullough especially just a, a defender. That's all he had really been for the most part, a non-shooter. Yeah. Listen, he's leading Kansas in, in – in, in scoring he's averaging he's averaging almost five assists a game too i mean seven he's... rebounds a game so he rebounds a hell out of his position always has he's he's a, become a, a better passer than he's ever been and he's shooting the hell out of the ball they're both shooting 41 ish from three yeah. so who's who told you that about mccullough you did be, before the season i just said i want to see it i want to see it no you said you didn't you didn't believe in it i did you, not you say that i said i wanted to believe see in it, it. And, and I told you I, his release looks way better after yeah. the Illinois. Uh, and he said to me, he was like, "Listen, game. Coach Self, just like the confidence he's given me, and and he knows he needs to for that team. Like that's the yeah. difference. Last year they had Grady Dick. He didn't need to. This year he has to for this team to be successful. Somebody's right. got to keep him honest. And yeah. uh, he, he and Shannon to me, and again, they're two way players. I feel like when we no do doubt. these lists too often, Rob." We 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 don't give enough credit to the defensive end of the ball. No, that's very true. That, They're that both elite defenders. Like yeah. Shannon's an elite defender now. McCullough's always been an elite defender, in my opinion. 
I, I've got those two guys. Um, I and I, I guess my list is yeah. rounded out by PJ Hall. You know, I did Clemson. He he's been awesome. He, I he's, have him on the second team. I have PJ Hall on my second team. Yeah, I just think the way he shot it, you know, he could play inside. Yep. He he knows how to play. Um, Clemson is honestly a, a great story in college basketball this year. They they've just found ways to win games. Um, yeah, so he's on my first team. So the other two I have on my first team, uh, your point guard from from your team, Tyler Kolick. I, I just yep. think I know the numbers don't tell the full story with him because he could average eighteen a game if he wanted to. Do. He he just looks for his teammates. Uh, rebounds as well as any guard I've seen his size. I mean, how many, how many guys are getting, you know, five plus rebounds at his size every, every night he's, he's going. How tall there. is Cole at six, five? No, no. He's like my size. He's like six, three, six, two, or, yeah, six, six three. two. Yeah. And he's, and he's slight, um, shoots the hell out of it. You know, he's become just, a good shooter. He's yes. really worked at that. Yep. He's got all the intangibles, good leader, like Marquette's really good. So I would go Kolick on there. And then the last guy I have on there, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but their team's good and he's been awesome is David Jones in Memphis. No, he's he has been balling. Yep. He is he has been balling. I have him on the second team. He's, yeah, so that's my really I got Edie, David Jones. In order, I would go Edie, McCullough, Shannon, Kolick, David Jones. That would be in if I had to order my top five. Those would be them. And P.J. Hall's on my second team. Uh, Paskey's actually on my third team, believe it or not. I have him on my third team. Uh, but I, I get it. I mean, you know, I think your Duke bias is showing a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know, I I did. I do love the Dukies, so. You wanted to be recruited by him so bad. <laughs> yeah, hey, I did. Remember you. And, it, and the slight of, of being thought from California that's has right. just not affected it whatsoever. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's why Filipowski was on my first team. All right, who, who else? Second team. Go ahead. Uh, Tr Tristan Newton. Got I think you. he's got to be on there. Um, just, I mean, he's, he's averaging pretty – incredible numbers on a team that's really good so i i think he's got to be on there if you're averaging 16 7 and 5 yep. that's uh that's getting done so i got i got him there who, who do you got so i have isaiah stevens as my kind of point guard i just feel mm -hmm. like take him off colorado state <laughs> i mean they're not good he they're was hurt good. a lot last year wasn't he yeah he was hurt for yeah, like the was... first 10 games right he's awesome he yeah he's and good. i love the fact that rob he could have probably gone anywhere and made more nil and played anywhere in the country. Anybody would have taken him. Everybody. And yep. he stayed in Fort Collins. And, you know, last year was a tough year for them, partially, like you said, because he was hurt early. Right. Uh, and they've rebounded now, you know, top 15, 20 team, whatever you want to rank them. Uh, they've been terrific so far this year. Uh, so I have, I have P.J. Hall, second team. I have Isaiah Stevens. I have Hunter Dickinson on my second team. Yep. You know, listen – I think he's the only one who's maybe top five in both – maybe he's top ten with Edie in scoring and rebounding. Um, I think he's second in the country in rebounding and shooting the hell out of the ball still from three. Mm -hmm. You know, not with a ton of attempts, which I actually give him more credit for, Rob, because if you're shooting 50% from three, you're launching more than he has, most people. And uh, so I give him credit for that. No, I don't know. There's not. such thing as a guy that's like he's low volume, but he's high percentage. I think that's a real thing too. Yeah, I, mean, but, I, I hear what you're saying. You could say, well, he hasn't gotten in a rhythm because he doesn't take a lot of attempts, yeah. but there's some guys where you're like, well, there's a reason he's shooting 50% because he doesn't shoot that many. I guess my thing would be he could be thirsty for threes because the NBA is saying, what about bigs? 
they, they, need, to they shoot need to be able to step out and shoot them. And the more he makes them from out there, even if he shoots 40% on a high volume, it, it looks even better. And he hasn't forced it, I guess is what I'm saying, which yeah, I give he's, credit. He's for. played to his strengths. Yeah. Right. Right. Now I, I've, I've got Kolick. Yeah. Um, I went Jaden Ledee. Yeah. He's been awesome at San Diego yes. state this year. And he's had some massive scoring games. I know they're not maybe as good as they were last year, but his, his numbers are, are really impressive. Um, I went David Jones at Memphis. He's been awesome. You covered him. Yeah. Um, and then Hunter Dickinson to, to round it out. Uh, I, so just I got think two that... names. I got two more names for you that made my second team. KJ Simpson at Colorado. Yeah. It's been awesome. Uh, another point guard who's, who's really been more efficient this year than he's ever been. Uh, again, Colorado, a team that I think is probably the second best team in the Pac-12. Maybe That's, after yeah, Arizona. The conference is bad. It's bad. Right? Yeah, it's really bad. And then I'm curious to see what you think of this one. Because it's a little bit of you know, you this is this is what gets you in trouble, I feel like, in the draft with yeah. some of your final four picks. When you start and you say, I'm curious to see what you think of this one. This guy's not taking a chance. He just may be a little bit higher than than some people would put him, but I'll put him on any team and say, like, he's just gonna make him significantly better is Reed Shepard of Kentucky. Jeff, come on. He's not a second team all American. He does everything, Rob. He does everything. No, don't he agree. He does everything. He, I, he has ball. been awesome. Yeah. I don't think he should be a second team all Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, I probably <laughs> have him a little bit down. I probably put him the a little bit The hype has just built so high. I mean, he, he's had a great freshman year. He he has been a big part of why they, uh, you know, are, are, I think, more fun to watch on offense. Yes. And his he shot the ball so well. But yeah. second team All American, I, I he, mean, he needs the ball in SEC play for that to happen. Yeah, the problem, I guess, the problem with him in putting him that high is his scoring numbers aren't don't reflect it. But he also doesn't get that many. He doesn't force anything. Like he's not thirsty. He doesn't. He just moves the ball, makes the right play. Um, I don't know. I, I just love watching him. I, I just think he's such a good team guy. I mean, he's a really good player, and right. he could he could be out of here, which is wild. I mean, he could be a, a one and done after the whole recruitment of his was so drama filled. Um, but I I think that for him to be a second team All American, he's going to have to kill in in yeah in conference. yeah, and and he won't because there's too many mouths to feed on that team, and now you're adding Aaron Bradshaw. So I I would agree with you probably a little higher. I thought about putting Braden Smith on there to be honest. I did I did too. Yeah. He he was right there for yep. me. Um, but. He's awesome. Uh, other names you considered? Um, Boo Booey? Did you think about Boo Booey? No, I, I mean, he's been really good. I I just think that you your team needs to not lose to Chicago State if if you're going to. R.J. Davis was a name from Carolina. Yeah, he's, he's he'd certainly great. be in the, in the discussion. Um, Dalton Connect, Tennessee's been very good. He's he's been a little banged up though, and yes, and, and down yes. here. Here's a name. Class. Here's a name, and we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about him a little bit in a different category that I think should be in the mix again, further down. But Keyshawn Johnson from Arizona has been awesome. Yeah, and his numbers would not probably tell the impact of what he has done uh, defensively, though. He's a monster. No, he is, and, that's, and I can't believe the fact that he was the 84th ranked transfer is honestly insane. No, I don't even think he was top hundred. I don't even. I, I don't thought he was 84th. Well, I'll tell you what he is at least on. Two four seven. I'll tell you right. who he was. You know, check ESPN. I think you, you got to call out your buddy Jeff Borzello if he didn't have him in the top hundred. 
Not sure. Uh, Keisha Johnson was the 82nd ranked transfer on 247. What about ESPN? Do you know that answer? Um, while we move on to the next category. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, Parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, what do you want to do next? Coach of the year? Tough I one? think coach of the year is very hard. Brutal. Brutal. I have four four names written down, and you could have four different names, and I, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, I'll start with my first name. Okay. My first name is Nico Medved at Colorado State. Because again, I just didn't think they were going to be very good. I, I thought they'd. Well, after last good. year, they were supposed to be good, and then right. they they were injured. They lost David Roddy two years ago. Yeah. Again, Stevens was hurt. They they lost some guys to the portal. Uh, brought in some guys too, but I just I don't know. I di I didn't know enough. Like I just didn't feel it. And uh, they've been awesome so far this year. So, you know, generally when I'm doing Coach of the Year, I'm doing guys that outperformed. Right. Uh, they're, like they're, you, you wouldn't have Danny Hurley in there, or no, Matt Painter no. in there, right. or I don't Kelvin Sampson in there no. because of the fact that which yeah. is probably unfair. And so no, it it probably is um, because those guys have certainly done a great job. But if you're looking for someone who's overachieved, yep. you know, and, and maybe some of those teams have in a way, but we thought they'd be they would be good, and they they are good. All right, who's your front runner? I don't know. I. I've kind of gone back and forth on a couple guys. Like, who, I, you got? who do you got? Who's on your list right now? I mean, like, 
I didn't go with Kelvin Sampson. I didn't go with Matt Painter. Right. I didn't go with Tommy Lloyd, even though maybe he, I guess, Arizona has. Yeah, Tommy's done a good job. He maybe could be a guy that, him to be that, that good. Yeah, right. So I guess I'll say that Tommy Lloyd could be on that list. So, could Mark Pope be on that yes, list? A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, they, they've shot the ball so well. And they, they haven't played. I think their best win is, is San Diego State. Yeah. yeah. So Mark Pope, I, yeah. I don't think Danny Hurley can be on there. Um, what about Porter Moser? Yes, he should be on there. Right. He should be on there. If you're talking about guys that overachieved per their yeah. expectations, I'm going to give you one that I honestly might be my number one, along with Nico Medved. He's like 1A or 1B, is John Calipari for me. Yeah. I he, did he not expect this from Kentucky with such a young team, number one, with, you know, Trey Mitchell playing. They didn't have a big early, which, which probably helped them. But they had all these freshmen. They did not have Aaron Bradshaw, who I felt like all along was their most talented, their highest upside freshman. So they're dealing without bigs. And you're also dealing with like Antonio Reeves, Rob, not wanting to be there a few months ago. And then coming back, and I was like, well, how is that going to work? Well, really, that that's legitimate concern, right? Like the kid didn't really want to be there. He's back. They get Trey Mitchell late. So they, their roster isn't really done until late in the summer. Now they go overseas, and that probably helped them take an overseas trip with that group. But I think Cal's done a, a great job. And again, uh, you know, you 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 called him a dinosaur a year ago for his antiquated offense. I mean, the offense was really awful to watch last it's, year. It was rough. It's it was been rough. much better this season. Well, again, it helps when you've got guys that can put it on, you know, put it on the deck and make put like and Dillingham's been in. awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Shepard's been awesome. Too. Even though you're you're kind of demeaning my no, I just American. you you make these you make these outlandish reaches <laughs> in all of our podcasts. <laughs> so someone needs to rein you back in. All right. Well, I, I just don't think it. that Reed Shepard is a second team American today. I, I appreciate that, and uh, I, I would I would say Reed Shepard's still a hell of a player. But but Cal never Perry, said, never did I done. say that he is not. Never did Cal, I say that Reed Cal Shepard's Perry's not a done good a great player. job. Like like. Again, I know a lot of people think like I'm this, you know, guy who holds this grudge against John Calipari and can't give him credit when he deserves it. But he's he's done an awesome know. job. You might you might be holding a grudge there. There's no grudge holding. I'm I, I love everybody, Rob. I love everybody. yeah, yeah. You do you do. I'm gonna go Mark Pope. Okay, they lost 15 games last year. They're 11 and one. Big 12 play is going to be interesting. That yes. that could change that. They could get eaten up. Yes, they could, but right. there's there's a lot of teams that could. But for now, the job that, that he has done, yep. I'll go Mark Pope. Yeah, no, I like I said, I think most people couldn't have named a single player on BYU's team coming into the year, and right now they're you know in that top 20, 25 conversation wherever you want to put them. Uh, yeah. But but again, that's one of those where I feel like there's always a team that we have up there in the top twenty uh, going into league play, and it's like all right, they got like one good win, but do we really have faith that they're going to be able to sustain this, especially right. in the Big 12? BYU can get absolutely eaten up uh, here starting soon. All right. Uh, freshman of the year. I have four names written down. This is uh, hard. Reed Shepard's, <laughs> not... Reed Shepard's yeah, one of them. He's definitely on there. Jacoby uh, Walter has to be there for Baylor. Has yep. to be there. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this kid. Dion Thomas from, from UNLV. He's a Vegas kid, a point guard. He is awesome. Um, like really good. Shoots it at a high clip. Small, quick, can score, makes his teammates better. 
you know, UNLV just hasn't been good enough. And then my fourth one is Malik Mack out of Harvard, who I think you saw. I saw. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's hurt. He's hurt, I think, now. But Is uh, is he still averaging the type of numbers? I mean, he was killing Indiana for a period of time in that game. And kind of carrying their offense. Uh, And he's small. Yeah, he is small. He is Uh, small. Those are my four names I've written down. Yep. You got anybody else? Uh, no, I mean, like Isaiah Collier, their team is bad. Um, you know, some of the top freshmen, I think that have come in, whether it's Justin Edwards or you look at a guy like Xavier Booker. Um, yes. I I don't think those guys, by the way, while we're, while we're on the, the, the freshman, uh, topic, uh, shout out to, to Jeremy fears in his recovery. Uh, he was, he was shot and apparent. Somebody came terrifying. like a house like party a house or party. some sort yeah, of he was just yeah, and he got shot in the leg and um but it sounds like it could have been just from hearing his dad's description that it could have been so much worse yes. um for a lot of people at that place so that that, that is really really terrifying yes um, terrifying, and it sounds like he's we're we're, we're he, thankful that he's he's okay and and yeah. i don't know if he'll be back or when he'll be back this year but right basketball obviously takes a back seat to his health and, and, and getting better. So uh, I guess if, if I'm going with a freshman of the year, I'm going with Reed Shepard right now. No, I, I'm I'm with you. I'll, I'll co-sign him for freshman of the year. I will not co-sign him for the second team All-American That's spot fair. that, that you have him in. All right. Uh, uh, defensive player of the year, Rob. Um, this is also a challenge. Um, well, it's hard because here, here – and again, I want to say this to everybody watching. Like, we don't watch every game of every yeah. team. We can't. Right. We can't. So – you know, you've seen a lot of Big Ten. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of Kansas. I- I'll say, you know, McCullers in the in the conversation. No, Shannon. he definitely is. Those two, Shannon too. are yep. in the conversation. Reese Beekman, I think, is in the conversation for Virginia. Uh, obviously, they're an elite defensive team every year with Beekman. Uh, I think Ryan Kalkbrenner. We talked about him uh, when we were before we came on here. He's definitely got to be in the discussion. I think Zach Eady should be in the discussion with the way he protects the rim and yep. just the improvements he's made defensively. I think he's got to be on give, there. Would you give Zach Eady every award? You t- you actually could. I mean, could every award? I you wouldn't Doesn't be matter. like. I don't know. He he wouldn't get that. I think because you've got the voter fatigue aspect of it when he's winning everything. But I I think that he should be on there with the way he impacts games. That's three point shooter for you too. Perimeter shooter would be Zach Eady for you. <laughs> He's not taking one, so we don't know. We're not sure if he is. Um, Have you ever seen him take one in practice and shoot around? I've seen him in a workout, uh, Priority Sports. So Mark Bartlestein's his agent. He had like a pro day in Chicago. And I saw a video of him actually making a bunch of throws. I mean, his free throw is good. I I don't think he's like a non-shooter. I think that he just knows that I shoot 65% at the rim. So I'm going to... I'm gonna do some that. Work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna some work down there. Um, All right. So who are yeah, you giving I, it to? I'm gonna go McCuller. Okay. I think McCuller is a beast. He yep. he he just locks guys down. Yep. Now Shannon McCuller. Uh, why can't Texas Tech get players like that? Daniel Baccio. Uh, yeah. Bardos. Bardos is killing it. Jalen. No, Tyson. I mean you look at where these guys have kind of gotten. We need to out put a to. team together. Like let's put a team together. That Texas was Tech, in Lubbock uh, and what they're doing now. Cause Jalen Tyson is killing it. And and we'll get him right now to our top transfers. And Jalen Tyson, if Cal had more success, he'd be up there. He's having a yeah. hell of a year. 
Um, I got three or four names written down for that. I'll let you start with Tom. Well, but before we get there, I was yeah. thinking the other day, I did some Texas, I did a lot of Texas Tech early when I was at yeah. ESPN. And some of the atmospheres were unbelievable. I did a game where they they played West Virginia and there was actually a fight at the end of the game, but the, the atmosphere was crazy. And I was also, this is not the same game, but I was also thinking I was doing, I forget they were playing. It was when Beard was there. And they had uh what what's my man's name that uh sang Ice Ice Baby? Uh, oh. Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice yeah. had performed them. at halftime. <laughs> and it was just like the craziest thing I'd ever at a seen. random game. At a random Texas Tech game, Vanilla Ice came in and performed Ice Ice Baby with the cheerleading team. When it I was, was there so years wild. Ago, I, I was there for the beard return. And uh, I was sitting in the same row, a couple seats down from Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean, there, there was some really crazy stuff that they would they would have there. Speaking of wrestling, uh, I saw a movie the other day before your time. Oh, it was sad, right? I heard it's a really claw. sad, yeah, really sad claw. story. The Von Erichs. They were a little yeah. bit be before your time. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about them other than they they all died, right? Uh, most of them. You don't want to give away the whole storyline, but yes. <laughs> that was the plot that I just A lot of people up. are going to watch that movie, so you, you don't want to – you never want to give away storylines for movies, Rob. Mm. People don't like you if you do that. Well, we'll see if any of our listeners double as wrestling. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to be a wrestling viewers. fan. Yeah, like I just – I don't like sad movies, so I probably – I'm not going to watch. But Go see, like, maybe Boys in the Boat. I think that's not sad. That's an uplifting movie. I, I have not been to the movies since – the last James Bond. <laughs> when was that? Out. What were I you mean, like? I was playing in a three-on-three -three tournament. We lost, and Canyon Barry and I went and saw James Bond. Wow! In a in a random mall movie theater in Charlotte, North Carolina. Interesting. You're not a big movie guy, huh? No, I used to be. I just needed to be a movie that I really want to see. I like going to the movies. Well, golf for you is definitely ahead of movies. So in the off season. You're not. That's listen, true. We know. That's we true. know what the priorities are. My bet. My parents. They. They got me some new wedges. So it's priorities it's are, are golf, <laughs> then Logan, then everything else. Okay. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Do All not. right. Lo Logan's one. Logan's that's one. right. Then golf. Logan is, Logan is one. Then golf. Then basketball. After yes. That. Yes. Of course. The podcast. Uh, what what the did you ask me? <laughs> the podcast is like a hundred. I, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a high top transfers. That's right. That's point here. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs multiple times before. Thankfully, not to hire Hummel, but I've done it to hire plenty of other people, and it's been unbelievable effective, quick, uh, everything has been awesome about it. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature 
that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I think it has to be Hunter Dickinson. Agreed. Just because he's on our like All-American team. Or David Johns. Or David Jones. One of those two. Yeah, no, he he could certainly be on there too. I, I'm going to go Hunter. I mean, he just he was the top transfer in the portal, and he has performed at a super high level. I'm going to go David Jones then, uh, just to spread the the wealth around a little bit. Uh, but two other names I wrote down were Keyshawn Johnson. I just think his impact. Eighty second. Yeah, his impact. Now Borzello had him like 162nd, I think. Oh. Um, and then Ty and Grant Foster at Grand Canyon with his story, not yeah. playing for two years collapsing the first game two years ago at DePaul and uh, nearly dying and coming back and having the year he's having. I think he's top 10 right now nationally in scoring is absolutely amazing. Grand Canyon's really good. Uh, all right, we're going to end with our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the first call. Uh, at biggest surprise who's the biggest surprise for you so far I wrote I wrote BYU down just yeah. because of the fact that they lo they lost 15 games last year their offense has been so efficient they've shot it like crazy good on the glass uh they they have been a, a very pleasant surprise and I'm really looking forward to seeing what conference play holds for them as they make a move into the toughest basketball league in America yeah BYU's certainly got to be up there um you know, I'm trying to think of anybody else that would be right there with them at this point. Um, you know, again, we mentioned Colorado State. Um, uh, who else? I, I think those are probably your two. You know, J, JMU beating yeah. Michigan State. Uh, that was shocking. Defeated, right? Like, yeah. We just didn't see that coming. I think that was as surprising a re result as we've seen. When it season. seemed like it might be a flash in the pan, but now everyone's you know they they back, they backed it up right. Yeah. Like they they've they've been. I'm going to give good. them and I'm going to give Chicago State some love too because sure uh, beating, beating Northwestern, Northwestern that was shocking and doing what they've done. They're the only independent, and uh, I think they've won like six of the last seven. So Gerald Gillian has done a phenomenal job there. All right. Uh, biggest disappointments. I know where before, you're going with this. Before we get there, I yeah. I want to my one more surprise. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Indiana State. Yeah, that's a I'm, good one. I'm gonna see them. Yeah. Uh, I've already seen them once before the Purdue Arizona game. They played Ball State. Yep. And uh, they they've got a massive game on yeah. Saturday um, in East Lansing, which I'm guessing that Tom Izzo is saying. Why who scheduled who scheduled this game? <laughs> because Indiana State is like top 55 in Kempom. They lead the country in effective field goal percentage. They shoot it like crazy. crazy. They they are a terrifying team to play because of the skill they put on the floor. And certainly Josh Schertz deserves a lot of credit for the recruiting, but also can really coach. They play five out. Yep. Their center plays pick and roll. Uh Robbie Avila. So I'm going to go Indiana State's 11-1, only loss at Bama. Uh, that will be an interesting game Saturday. Crazy that that's a game that they schedule now, like after their start. Because, again, you would think like, okay, you know what? Well, and like Michigan State's been off for like nine days, right. and you got to see these dudes. <laughs> like this is a game where you're like, let's play someone that's 340 in Ken Palm. All right. This could be a big one for Michigan State because if they lose this. Well, and they're trending in a better direction. 
Correct. They, they are going in a they maybe they're turning the corner a little bit. The yeah. Baylor game was huge, and they've they just I think they destroyed it. Was it Stonehill or whoever they played last? They they just Stony Brook. I'm going to give you one more one more surprising team for me, and that's New Mexico. They've yeah. been terrific, and they've been hit with the injury bug with their top two players. You know, with House and Mashburn being out extended period of time so far, and Donovan Den has picked it up, and and uh, the Lobos have been awesome so far. Yep. Uh, biggest disappointment, there's only one for me, and it's St. Mary's. That's it. I mean, honestly, I don't know what else to say. I think I jinxed them. Um, <laughs> Final four, terrible. baby. Final four. Now, again, listen, they can still, they can win still the make it. They can still make it. They can win the WCC uh, conference tournament and then win five Just games peak to at get the right there. time. Peak at the right time, Randy Ben. I love that you haven't given up hope. That's what I love about I'm not giving up hope, thing. but I am going to call them the, my biggest, the biggest disappointment because I, I think it's fair. I mean, who, who else? Who else could you put at that level right now? That I mean, I don't think there is anybody else. For the sake of the podcast, I'll I'll go a different direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they have been certainly disappointing. Who else? I'm going bigger picture. I'm going the Big Ten and the Pac-12. <laughs> like I'm going with those two. But, leagues. but honestly, the pa- Pac-12 isn't the biggest disappointment because this is kind of what we expect most. No, of. I know, but God, the league is just so bad. Um, the Big Ten, I guess, is probably more disappointing from an ex- expectation standpoint. Where Michigan State is certainly disappointing, even though they they might be getting right. Um, time will tell on that. But for them to be seven and five after being ranked fifth in the country to start, that that's disappointing. You know, a team like Indiana is nine and three, but they they've struggled with some of the low majors they've played. They've gotten blitzed by the good teams they've played. You know, outside of Illinois, Wisconsin, Northwestern, I guess lost to the Chicago State losses is. is not good, but Kinda they're nine and two. Purdue won the win. Yeah, yeah, right. It knocks that one out. Purdue has been great. Yeah. Um, Ohio State has been and they've been fine. Yeah. Uh, but like Michigan six and six, Maryland's eight and four. No other team. They're Listen, just... today you would say there are what three, three locks to get in the tournament today. Three. Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin. That's it. Like Ohio State, maybe, and Northwestern, maybe. Like there's a lot of maybes is what I'm saying. There's a lot yeah, of teams yeah. that are going to be in that t- ten, uh, you know, ten uh, first four out range. Yeah, but yeah. nobody's no, a lock is what I'm no, saying. No, I agree. I agree. Iowa at seven and five has has been disappointing. Rutgers at, at seven and four has been yeah. disappointing. But if you look at the Pac-12, I mean, obviously Arizona, yeah, is is Colorado. very good. Colorado. And Colorado has been nine and two. I, Utah has been a surprise. Yes. You know, they, Utah's in there right now. Utah, but USC, Colorado. USC being six and five, yeah. that is disappointing. Oregon's UCLA eight and three. Stinks. I guess Washington, Washington at eight and three would be a surprise. Right. Um, well, but UCLA, but, like you said, is terrible. Stanford's terrible. Uh, Arizona State got decimated by the portal last year. They're not good. Cal's four and seven. I mean, the league is really bad. Yeah. So b- both those those leagues are are not good. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks for joining us. Another episode of Goodman and Hummel. Uh, appreciate it, Rob, that you were so proactive this week to reach out and find out uh, when we were doing the pod. You must be very, very bored. No, I just, you know, I, I know that I, I made a commitment to do this and I'm, I'm standing by it. What, what, what are your big New Year's Eve plans? I want to I want to hear the world needs to hear. I'm, what do you what do you do on New Year's Eve? I think I'm going to be old and just probably watch the ball drop at home. Wow. Really? You've gotten that old. Probably, probably get some go to go to eat somewhere good and then watch the ball. I think we're going to uh, 
I think we're going to take a drive to Savannah and uh, hit, hit the town, huh? A little chilly. It's going to be a little chilly, but we're going to, we're going to. How go disappointing to is it for you that you yeah. go on this vacation yeah. and the weather just sucks? It was 60 degrees here the other day. Was it? Yesterday was beautiful. Yesterday was like 68 and sunny. Why don't you go somewhere further south? Um, Because we weren't sure what to do with the dog. You know, we put our dog down like right before we left. And if we had our dog, we just didn't want to take the dog uh, another 10 hours driving. Oh, well, that's fair. So we, 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 and we like Charleston for the, the, the meals. Honestly, no, the, the food is good. Are insane. insane. But I feel like you could get, it could be 70, but it could also be 50. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I've thought about that for next year. It's like, do we do a, a month in Charleston and then go a month, drive down to Florida? A month and a month? Well, two months seven weeks right now dude i can't believe that you consider yourself someone who works in the college basketball industry when you take a vacation for two months i was even thinking about maybe do a month in charleston a month in florida and then go a month in arizona and pick I'm up i'm pretty golf. convinced that the, pick up the golf new company the new company that you're writing for is paying you too much money <laughs> if this is what you're doing then they must be paying you too much if i'm near arizona like i can go to arizona games they, were, they might they might not let you in. I think I'm going to go to Clemson. The, the, uh, some of the feelings of you around the Arizona program. I don't, oh, I don't it's know all they, we've made up. It's all. I good. don't know if they would give you tickets. You might have to buy them on StubHub. Yeah, I use Vivid, so we're trying to get a Vivid sponsorship okay. here. So drop Vivid, Vivid instead of you StubHub. might. You might have to buy them on Vivid tickets. Then speaking of which, I'm looking at Vivid seats for when Caitlin Clark goes to Indiana. I'm sure Holy they're like shit, three hundred bucks. Yeah, like like. Any decent seat is like 400 plus. She legitimately moves the needle more than any college athlete. Not even close. There. It's, it's not even close. close right now. Like, cause there's no, the, I think part of the problem. And, and again, we've got, we talked about like McCuller and, and Shannon are two electric athletic wings. Right. But like the best players have been bigs and yeah. people just don't want to pay a lot of money to see Zach Eadie play or, or Hunter Dickinson play. They just don't. Caitlin Clark is so fun to watch as that guard who can just kind of shake and bake and, and pass and do everything. Yeah. Um, she's fun. And she talks shit. That she helps. Does. She does do that. Have you seen her um, in person? I've never. No, just on TV. I saw her last person. year at PK 85 and I was like, holy shit. How tall is she? Six foot? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I don't know if she's. I think she's like six foot. Yeah, maybe a little shorter than that. But um, yeah. No, I. That's it's interesting with college hoops. I, and another thing that that kind of goes with that. And I, I did the bragging rights game uh, yeah. before Christmas. Yeah, that was a good. We one. were talking. Real good it was, game, yeah, very cool rivalry. I've watched it on TV since I was a kid. You know, I remember watching like the the Quinn Snyder coached Kareem Rush teams go against like Frank Williams, and the games were always high level and high energy and the building was great to start. Now Missouri's team did not give Missouri's fans much to cheer for after the first media timeout. But um, we were talking to both coaches and it was interesting because they were talking about how they've had to kind of maybe explain the rivalry to some of their players. Yeah. Like the fans feel it. <clears throat> they know, like they know that this is a rivalry and, but <laughs> I was joking with, with my partner, Jason Ross, who I did the game with, and it was like, you know, Tamar Bates is now on Missouri. And last year he played for Indiana. And they would have said, Tamar, you need to hate Purdue because you play at Indiana. Like, you, we hate Purdue here. Okay. Well, then, 
now he, he transfers to Missouri and he's immediately eligible and he'll say, tomorrow, you need to hate Kansas and you need to hate Illinois because that's who we hate. You know what I mean? Like, so like the players just, whereas the great rivalries, you think well, about you Carolina knew. Duke. You knew when you went to Purdue. No, I, but I, I grew up in the state. So I, I absolutely knew. And, and you felt it when you walked in. And I'm sure those players felt it a little bit when they, when they walked in to warm up at, at in St. Louis. But like the the longevity of players at places yeah. is really going to change the way that players feel rivalry games. Like yeah. JJ Redick is hated by Carolina fans because he was there for for four years. Yeah. Hansboro, same thing from the Duke fans. Um, you know, you you look at Purdue, Indiana. So many of those guys lasted, and now the, those things don't last. It, it's going to change the way that some of these rivalries aren't aren't played because the, the fans still you know they grew up feeling those those things but yeah. i it is an interesting dynamic to to games where now that's that's a part of this all right we'll see you next week good men and hummel have a great new year's and uh think of rob when you're uh out there partying uh think of old man hummel sitting at home good men and hummel podcast and we got robbie hummel i've known you since you were a kid i could blow my knee out both knees and still kick your ass <laughs> We're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.